You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 58. Hey guys, welcome to day seven of the Podcast Positive Party. Wow, we have come so very, very far together in this journey. I am so thankful for all of you who have supported this special series. I just wanted to bring you guys some encouragement and I didn't know how this was going to work out. I knew that doing a podcast every day for a week was challenging, but you know what guys, I left it in God's hands and he really took it and he blessed all of us with it really. And I'm just so grateful for his faithfulness and for his leading in this. And I hope you have been encouraged as much as I have. Guys, I have another guest who was with us on season one of the podcast, Nicole Chris. Now, if you have followed her on Instagram, you know what an inspiration this woman is. I love her so very much. She is a piano teacher, but also a small business owner of the piano studio. And so today we are talking a lot about slowing down, especially if you are an entrepreneur. Nicole gets really vulnerable with me as she talks about how God hasn't spoken something directly to her heart in a booming way, but how we must still hold fast to his word because it is something that we can hold on to during this time. We also talk about how it's challenging to not just go and do things. And Nicole really encourages us just to be just to exist in the moment in the present that we have right now, even if she herself is struggling with that very thing. And this is what this is about, guys. This is what this entire podcast is all about. Just because you hear people sharing advice and words of wisdom does not mean that they are not struggling in the same things. That doesn't mean that they are not human and they don't feel emotions, the same emotions that you feel at home when you're by yourself. But today, I guarantee Nicole's words will just uplift your heart and just let you know that you are not alone, especially if you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur during this crisis. So if you've been feeling that struggle of slowing down and you know that you probably would benefit from it, but you're just not sure how to go about doing that, I hope that today's episode will guide you. So here we go, guys. This is episode number 59, the second to last episode of the Positive Podcast Party that I am calling Slowing Down with Nicole Chris. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high-quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. 
Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. This has been a very impactful week. I know for me, I hope you guys have been inspired and I hope we've brought some positivity to you during this uncertain time. Today is no different. I have with me a very good friend of mine. You know her from season one of the podcast. I have Nicole Chris with me. She is a small business owner of the piano studio where she is a piano instructor. And Nicole, I'm just so thankful that you have taken time to be with me today. Can you just uh, greet us? Thanks for the invitation to come back. I'm super happy to be here with all of you and um, quite a different circumstance that we are going to be talking about today, right? Then our mm-hmm. last conversation. So I'm just really happy to be here with all of your guests. Yeah, well, I'm definitely grateful that you've taken time to just chat. I know, yeah, this has just been such a crazy thing. Like we've been talking about, like none of us have seen any of this coming. I mean, no. this this is just beyond our our just scope but um i am thankful that we have a a god who isn't surprised by all of this and um i'm sure with you being a piano instructor you have students that you see face to face every day this must be a very different change for you it's totally different in fact I would always, when people would ask about online lessons, will you teach me online lessons? Will you Skype in? Will you do FaceTime? Which I've done in the past. Um, but to be really transparent, I, I don't love it. I didn't love it. I mm-hmm. still don't love it. Just because part of, I guess, my whole business model has been connecting with people in real life. Um, I think in our world, we do so much and now even more so of our connecting on social media and having a piano lesson with a child or a teenager or an adult. It was that personal face-to-face connection. And Mm -hmm. now that has totally changed. And so I have tried to maintain the relationships that we've built over the past two years, five years, eight years of however long my students have been taking lessons with me. I've tried to maintain that through the online lessons that we now have to do. And it has been challenging. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> and the yeah. work of one of my students, this is just really weird. Like, yes, this is just really weird. Yeah. Well, I can't even imagine because you are teaching them how to use something physical. So an actual object. Yes. Like there have been so many times I've wanted to reach through the camera and just (laughs) put their hands, you know, like, no, no, right here. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. the visual of, okay, well, look, the camera is showing my fingers. This is exactly what I want you to do. But you know, it's just not the same. And one of the teachers who works for me, she said, you know, I never realized how much we rely on, you know, the actual showing the demonstration um, versus just auditory learning, you know, like we have to really make sure that they know the vocabulary that we're talking about. And sometimes, sometimes that gets lost when you are in person. 
So it, it's just been a very interesting adjustment, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, even when I, like we were talking about before we started recording, I homeschool and I find it just difficult to get their attention when they're right here in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind over, yeah. you know, Skype or Zoom. But yeah. I am thankful, obviously, we have this technology. Right. Um, it's funny because I have been wanting to have my my oldest son take piano lessons and I've been going back and forth between online lessons or in person because mm -hmm. I see a lot, you know, of people who mm -hmm. do courses or online instructing, but I really felt like, man, I really would like somebody locally because of that real life connection. I think that's so important, especially for children who are learning. Um, but now we're kind of being forced into a mm -hmm. corner and mm -hmm. especially for you, this is your business. So you almost right. don't have a choice but to adjust, right? Right. I, I would say the saving grace for me in my business is um, we have expanded to online lessons and, you know, now doing one-time lessons with people who don't even live in our community just because of, you know, the precarious situations that we're in. But the beautiful thing has been the relationships that have been formed over the past months and years with these students. Yes, it's weird to do lessons online um, when you're used to doing them face-to-face, -face, but the relationship is already there. The rapport between the student and the mm -hmm. teacher is already there. And um, that influence, you know, it, it hasn't gone away. I've gotten texts and pictures from different parents um, of their kids saying, you know, uh, the student is playing a duet with the sibling or they're talking about music or they're talking in the funny metronome voice that you use. Like, so the relationship that I believe is so important when you have specifically children, you know, that are your students, it, it hasn't gone away. It's still there. It's just now transitioned to a different mm -hmm. form. Um, so that's been really beautiful to see just how that has come about. Yeah, and I'm glad that you've been able to keep those connections because I think right now, more than ever, when they know what to expect yes. throughout their day-to-day, -day, that mm -hmm. has kind of been taken away. Um, mm -hmm. And things, ha things are changing quite quickly and drastically mm -hmm. for them. And I think right now, obviously, as a parent, um, you know, I sympathize with those children because I know it's so hard for them. You know, they're kind of, at the mercy of us adults taking the places and, you know, going this place or going, going to do that. But now even us adults, we can't even control this. So I am glad that you have been able to keep those connections and, and that the parents are reaching out and giving reports to you that, you know, are kind of an encouragement to you in this moment. It is because there's questions of, well, is, is this ridiculous? Like, I, I mean, at this point, do we just stop? Do we say, okay, well, lessons are suspended until further notice. But it reminds us that what we are doing is important. That, like you said, the routine, the structure of, oh, on Wednesday at 3.30, we go to piano. Okay, well, we might not be going to the studio for piano, but you still have piano lesson. Um, coupled then with the fact that they have to practice, right? So it's not even just a once a week thing for, for these students. It's a daily, it's a daily routine. And that is helping them through this, you know, just the uncertainty of it all. And then not only for the students, but for the parents, helping the parents to, you know, encourage their students that, yes, you may not be going to, 
school. You may not be going to whatever extracurricular activities that you're involved in, but you still have this on your schedule just to maintain a little bit of normalcy, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of normalcy, uh, what does your day look like now without that face-to-face with your students? Right. So in addition to uh, teaching at the studio, I also accompany for um, a high school in our area. And so typically my, my day would have started at the high school, you know, from like nine to two o'clock in the afternoon. So that obviously has totally shifted since schools are shut down. Um, so I will get up in the morning and do a workout at home. Um, get dressed. I, I've seen a lot of posts where people are like, oh, yay, I can work from home in my jammies or church in mm-hmm. my jammies. And that life just doesn't work for me. Like if I am in cozy clothes, then my productivity is shot. Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I've made a point to, you know, still dress like I'm going to work. Um, and that has helped the productivity mentality for me significantly. Um, so I will, I've been really blessed to be able to teach at home, but then also having the studio space that is clean and sanitized where nobody else is. That's been a nice little getaway because, um, I live at home with my family still. And you know, it's not always quiet as we were talking before you started recording about your son coming and asking for marshmallows. You know, those, those kinds of situations, you can't control what other people yeah. are doing, talking about in the background. So it's been a nice reprieve to be able to still come to my workspace. Um, even though people are not actually here with me. So, um, that has been part of the new routine and continuing to practice my own music um, and still working on projects for school, that kind of thing. So I would say the routine, my routine specifically hasn't changed that much um, other than the fact that there's just not any other human interaction. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, besides your family. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I know, I've heard that too. I actually, I have personally been getting dressed myself and I used to not do that. Um, and okay. some days I don't, but I've mm-hmm. been feeling like because I have been indoors a lot more because I do homeschool, um, especially this past winter, we stayed home almost all January to prevent germs from coming in the house because my husband had surgery in February. So okay. we've, been, we've been homebound a lot longer than right. this. <laughs> And I felt for me mentally, I needed to just get dressed to feel refreshed. Mm -hmm. And then I do feel a little bit more motivated. And I know everybody is different, but do you kind of feel the same way? Do you think that people should try that? I would encourage it. I think Mm -hmm. I I read an article. I don't even remember who the blogger was. um, But she said flannel after three days feels like failure. And I know that's probably like a really drastic statement, but it's true. You know, be, and not even just being in your pajamas or just being in cozy clothes. It's just the mentality of being home, right? And home is usually our safe space, that space away from everything else. And Mm -hmm. now home has become the hubbub of everything where everyone is home, um, all of the time. And I think if we can program ourselves to, still have some kind of structure, some kind of, some kind of schedule where, yes, this still is home. Yes, this still is our safe space while we are quarantined, but 
this particular time, um, you know, this is the time I'm going to set aside for work. This is the time I'm going to set aside for a devotional. This is the time I'm going to set aside for movement because let's mm-hmm. face it, if we're home, we're probably just sitting on the couch, right? Um, which is not good for our immune systems or the health of our bodies and what you know what is happening right now. So yes, I think if we can be in that space of, I hate to keep using the word productivity, but if purposefulness, you know, intentionality in what we're doing when we're yeah. home, I think that would be so good for us. Yeah, I have to agree. I know at least for myself, everybody is different. So um, if you're listening to this and you're still productive in your PJs, <laughs> more power to you. But I, I know agree. I, think- I am not that person. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? I think because I also have a small business as well from home, I think I was used to just getting up, wearing the same pajamas, working all day, going to sleep Mm -hmm. in the same pajamas and then start. Mm -hmm. And then again the next day. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that is a bad thing, but I did find that it made me a little bit more sluggish. Yes. I actually came up with more excuses because I just felt way too cozy to be doing Mm -hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So for instance, last night I, I taught my online lessons at the studio yesterday and I came home and I have, I have this huge project that I only have a few left, a few weeks left, um, to work on for my doctoral degree. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to come home, I'm going to eat dinner then I'm going to shower and put my jammies on. And then I will work on the project. Mm-hmm. As soon as I did that, as soon as I was in my robe and my slippers, I was like, hmm, you know, this can wait for tomorrow. I'm ready to just sit back and just be cozy. And I did not get a single thing accomplished. So oh, I'll have to yeah. remedy that today. But, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting balancing act. And I don't know that there's necessarily a right way or a wrong way to do the, to do these things. Um, I think it's probably just trial and error and what works individually for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but they say it takes 21 days to build a new habit. Right. And so I think hopefully we're not going to be quarantined for 21 <laughs> more days, but you never know. And yeah. so I think if we have a mindset of, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. And whether it's, terrible or great on the first day, it could be the exact opposite the next day. And Mm -hmm. then it could be somewhere in between the next. So I think we have to really give ourselves grace as we're going through this period because it's uncharted waters. You know, we don't, we don't know what to do in this. We've never been in this situation before. So I think we just have to give ourselves grace and understanding because Mm -hmm. it's just so unexpected and different than what our previous normals have been. Oh, yeah. So I did want to ask, has God been placing a word in your heart or in your mind during this specific time of slowing down and social distancing? I would love to say, yes, God is speaking to me daily, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) No, Mm -hmm. no. To be really transparent, I, this has been extremely stressful. Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, when you think of how COVID nineteen has touched so many lives negatively, um, it's really mm-hmm. easy to get in a very sad space. Um, you know, without peace and without hope, like it's just so easy to just go down that that road. Yeah. Um. And for small businesses like myself, I would say 
one of the tricky parts has been navigating being understanding with clients when they need to discontinue piano lessons or whatever the case may be, whatever that business is because of lost jobs, because of lost income, because of the uncertainty where Mm. yes, having the routine of weekly piano lessons and daily practice is great for the kids planning for the unknown of, you know, the loss of income of what might happen. Are piano lessons an absolute priority in many homes? No, they're not. And so being understanding to those clients and then yet on the other hand, also being worried about my business, you know, what, what is going to happen with the studio space? Are we going to have enough money to pay the rent, to pay utilities? What about paying the other teachers? You know, what about my own income? Those kinds of things. It's so easy. It's so easy to just live in the what ifs and the fear and the stress. And I have found myself so much going to that space. Yeah. And then having to remind myself that, no, God is not the author of confusion. Um, He will never leave us or forsake us. You know, he knows the plans and the thoughts that he has to his children, those thoughts of goodness and love and joy and peace, you know, prosperity, whether that means prosperity in your home business or prosperity and health, he, he has everything under control. And so I don't know that I would say, yes, God is speaking to me, you know, individually for this specific time, but holding fast to what his word says, because, you know, his word is alive. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And even if I don't feel like he's speaking to me directly, you know, this beautiful new revelation, his word is speaking. Um, and so I guess that's where I would find my comfort and hope for the future in all of this. Yes. I'm so glad that you shared that. Thank you for being so vulnerable because I honestly feel Like most people are right in the same boat as you are. I do feel like most people, um, they don't have this big revelation from God in this moment because Mm -hmm. they're just trying to get by day by day. And there are a lot of scary unknowns. We We don't know what's going to happen. But I love how you said that you were holding fast to what his word says because that is unchanging. And that is where you can get your hope and your peace and I can agree. I also have been um, in that in that headspace to where I get a little worried about family and friends. <laughs> and I, right. My husband was going to work almost every day because he works in manufacturing, and that is, according to um, the law, it's essential because he's mm-hmm. actually working in a factory and they're building mm-hmm. products for America for the country. And so, um, while I appreciate his service and his sacrifice, I want him to be home safe because. Right. Uh, and not just, and I know we, we aren't supposed to live in fear, but it's more of just, uh, just a worry for his safety. Obviously we care about people. We care about, we care about those that we love. We care about our communities. We want to see everybody thrive and be happy. We want to be able to go to church and worship together. And I think, uh, we have those legit fears and it's okay. I think to have those, but like you said, I think what's what we have to be reminded of is to not camp in those fears that when we feel ourselves going down that dark tunnel, maybe mm-hmm. turn to the the word, like you said, and, and hopefully we can get out of that headspace and have some hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then in that space, 
recognize that maybe, maybe the space isn't so bad. You know, I think mm -hmm. I'm a, I am a go-getter at like, okay, in the morning, let's go, let's do the things. Let's go out into the world. Let's, let's be with people. Let's talk with people. Let's make things happen. Um, and I would say that's probably been one of the most challenging aspects is just not being able to go, <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. whenever you want to go because nothing is open, nobody is out, you know, you're supposed to be in your homes. Um, but be reminded that God doesn't always speak in the thunder. You know, he doesn't always speak in the lightning in, in the, in the big, gigantic, explosive moments. It's the still small voice. And maybe we needed the space. Maybe we needed the pause just to be reminded of who he is, to be reminded that his strength is perfect when we have absolutely no strength mm -hmm. to be reminded that he is good, even when it feels like everything is falling apart. And so I think if we can find, if we can find him in, in the fear in the, the lack of control that we have, then we can really remember who he is and that we have a purpose and our purpose isn't for our own selves. It's not for, um, you know, for our business to have notoriety or, you know, a million followers on Instagram or, or whatever it is that, you know, we set these business goals, but our purpose in Christ is for relationship with him. You know, we were created to worship. We were created to be like him because he wanted, he wanted to know us. He wanted us to know him. And if we can find that in the space that we have, I think then we will be so much better off. Um, mm -hmm. than what we were before this whole pandemic even started. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I think, I think being in that headspace, like you said, isn't necessarily a bad thing if we know who to turn to. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes we have to get to that point so that we can see things in a different light. And like, mm -hmm. and like you were saying, when we read the Old Testament and we read all these stories about how, you know, God spoke from a burning bush and he spoke from the top <laughs> of the mountain and we expect that thunder and that lightning mm -hmm. and that booming voice. And he mm -hmm. does speak that way sometimes, but most of the time it's very quiet. It's very small. It's very still. And it's, it's something that we have to sort of slow down in order for our ears to even hear and pay attention mm -hmm. to. What would you say to somebody right now who just is struggling to slow down? They know they need to, whether it's by law or whether it's spiritually. <laughs> what would you say to that person who just is, they, they are that go-getter, like you said. They want to go, go, go. And they know right now they need to slow down, but they're really finding a hard place to, to do that. And they, they really feel like they're, they're sacrificing part of themselves by slowing down. What would you say to that person? So I came across this beautiful quote the other day and I saved it and I have it on my laptop screen because I have been that person. <laughs> I have been the person who has not wanted to slow down. And I think we're almost afraid to slow down because we're afraid of what we'll find. Um, but this quote said, with this open time, you do not have to write the next best selling novel. You do not have to get in the best shape of your life. You do not have to start a podcast. 
Um, I think when you're dealing with these go-getters, as I am, um, I think you have to remember that you don't always have to be going in order to be. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just be. It's okay not to have something on your agenda. It's okay to take a little bit of time. It's okay to go out for a walk for no other purpose than to just go outside for a walk. It's okay to listen to a piece of music just for the sake of listening to a piece of music. What is it? What is it to just be in the world? I don't know. Honestly, I think I'm trying to figure that out right now in this space. Um, and maybe that's what we're supposed to do. Maybe we don't have to, you know, have all these grand plans for what we're going to accomplish during quarantine. Maybe we just need to be. Um, and so to that go better, I would say, try just being, try just listening for the still small voice. You know, Jesus took his disciples to the garden to pray. Um, and often I think we perceive that praying is saying words out loud um, so that everyone else can hear us, right? Maybe not with a, maybe not with a bad intention, but we do pray out loud. Yeah. But what would happen if you just sat and prayed silently and quietly? I think the disciples when Jesus took them to the garden of Gethsemane, were they afraid to do that because they were afraid of maybe what they would find in their own hearts and within themselves. If they prayed, you know, introspectively, I wonder, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but it's just, you know, thoughts. What, what would happen if we just allowed ourselves to be in the stillness and the quiet in this space? I think we would probably be really surprised. So anyway, uh, to answer your question, I don't really, I don't know that that was an answer. Um, yeah, it was. It was. But just, just be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop doing and going and having all of these things. Just be. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was so beautiful, my friend. I really love that because it's so, so good. And I think this time will be a great reminder for us to not have you know, an ulterior motive when we're accomplishing something, if we want to do something, maybe we can just take some time to not even have goals. We can That's just take- terrifying. It How does. dare you say it that? Is. I know. I know. Blasphemy. But I think, <laughs> I think it's so true, especially somebody, I'm also driven. And when I think of just my life and how much it's changed in the different seasons, you know, becoming a wife and becoming a mom and then trying to balance all of that. I really have learned that having a lot of goals and doing a lot of things, they don't mean anything if they're not intentional. And if you- It's just busy work, right? Just busy work. But Mm -hmm. even if you are intentional, I think we give ourselves such an unrealistic timeframe of when they should be Mm -hmm. done by. And I think a lot of people now, which I understand and I- and I, and I do appreciate because there's some things I do want to get accomplished while I'm here in quarantine, but I think sometimes we overthink it. And I mm-hmm. think sometimes we, we over plan to, mm-hmm. to where we might not even just be like you said, and might not connect with where God wants us to be spiritually, or mm-hmm. we might just be distracted 
by our goals that we're not actually hearing his voice to even know what he wants us to do in this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, and that's a hard pill to swallow. It's hard for me. Um, because goals, plans, ambitions, um, Mm -hmm. agendas, to-do lists, you know, um, those are the things that make us feel accomplished. But what if the accomplishment is outside of that? Because those Mm -hmm. are the things that we want to do. Um, but maybe God is, maybe God is wanting something else that we don't have on our to-do list. Well, that's really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does make you think. I'm also a list person, and there's been many times I've written down on a list, and I knew, I said, once I wrote it down, I looked at it, it just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, yeah. even though we're, we don't go by feelings, but it was just, I wrote it all down. I was so excited about this idea, and I wrote it on my to-do list. And, you know, not that it didn't get done because I felt lazy about it, but I just didn't feel that push from the Lord spiritually, you know, in, in my, mm-hmm. in my spirit to do it. And it turned out that if I had went ahead and did it when I was zealous about it without his leading, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. now is the time that let's say we do have goals. Maybe we should write them all down in a journal and just pray over them. Mm-hmm. That's not even not saying we can't have them, but if we have goals, write them down first and let's just slow down, maybe Mm -hmm. taking action for a little bit. Not saying that we can't take action in the future, but maybe just slow down a little bit until God gives us some clarity about it. Yes. I love that idea because it's still, it's still acknowledging that we have hopes and dreams and plans, Mm -hmm. but allowing God to be in control of them and saying, okay, this is what I would love to do. These are things that I would love to accomplish someday, but here, God, you, you take them and you hold them and you make them happen if they're supposed to happen and you stop them if they're not supposed to happen. Mm. I love that. Beautiful. So beautiful, (laughs) Jason. And that is so hard. We know, we know, but that's why we're having these conversations because we really want to just let you guys know you're not alone. And we all have felt these same pressures and we've all felt Mm -hmm. these same things. And Nicole, I'm just so thankful that you've taken time out of your day to just share your heart with us and being vulnerable. And I'm just so thankful for you and for your ministry and just for your voice. Um, I'm just so blessed to know you. Well, I feel the same way about you. Thank you for being able to have these conversations with all of these different women um, to give to give your listeners hope and perspective in in what we're going through right now. I think that's so needed. And um, thank you for rising to the occasion because we would not be who we are today without you. So thank you for that. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, my friend. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation to come back. It's an honor as always. Um, and I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because you are definitely making a difference in our communities and um, in the lives of so many women that you probably won't ever even know. So just keep doing this. <laughs> 
If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.